This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We are back on the Heart and Hustle podcast. Another episode after... One game, the Magic are 1-0. They beat the Cleveland Cavaliers on Wednesday night, 94-85. to We're going to get you some rapid reactions from that one. Well, not so rapid because we're, we're actually taping this the afternoon after the game. We're not late-night people. I'm sorry. We have real jobs, too. But uh, if you are listening for the first time, Nick Gronowitz here. I'm with Scott Inez. You can hear us weekdays on ESPN 580 Orlando. So I guess not real jobs, but we have jobs. Uh, ESPN 580 Orlando, 4 to 8 o'clock. You can follow Scotty on Twitter, at Inez says me, at ESPN. ESPN 580. Nick, uh, that sound you hear is the Magic remaining undefeated. Uh, on a night where they did not play overly well, they beat what we're expecting to be a bad Cleveland Cavaliers team, and the Markel mania has begun. <laughs> 12.6 assists uh, on a night where I think he showed uh, where he fits on this Orlando Magic team. Uh, Scotty, there. first of all, 1-0. Mm-hmm. Manageable schedule early. We talked about mm-hmm. that in the last pod, but uh, more than anything, they beat a Cleveland Cavaliers team that they ran out of the building almost in the first half and then finished the job in the second half to win by nine. Uh, what were your thoughts, I guess? Um, we'll start there. First off, not a masterpiece by any stretch no. of the imagination. Far from it. I mean, I, I think, look, I, w- I was at the game last night sitting courtside, and I'm thinking, okay, they probably Ooh, brought their courtside nice. mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah courtside right. mention by is that, you. Is that huh? like name dropping? Is yeah, that, that was a little right no, that was a little big timey. I liked it though. It's okay. <laughs> so, I was I was courtside. So um, Jonathan Isaac, he was coming right at me. <laughs> uh he did a couple of times as a matter of fact. But look, I thought they brought their C minus game. I mean I, I, I really did. For for opening night, I thought the magic brought their C minus game. And I think Steve Clifford would tell you that too. Steve Clifford even talked after the game about rebounding and how he is concerned about the rebounding and lack thereof in the preseason and through game one his team was out rebounded last night they did have 54 to 46 yeah, 54 46 they did have 13 turnovers I know coach Clifford is is concerned about turnovers even though 13 is a manageable number but look, that's not all, a yeah that's a, that's not a bad it's not, it's not now, bad. well listen I work in the G League um, right right yeah 23 turnovers is manageable yeah. in that league yeah. you hope to keep it under 30 yeah Look, offensively, it was clunky. I mean, we, we shot just, what, 43% from the field. Yes. Uh, you're up by 20, like you said. You let them back into it, and, and then they cut it to six late. But the bottom line is, it, it's a W. And the thing that jumps off the page for me, as I was watching courtside, by the way, Nikki Football. Um, you were watching the, courtside? I, I, I oh. was watching okay. courtside. All right, that's night. two courtside the, mentions. The thing, uh, it was three, actually. But the thing that jumped off the page with me is that midway through the first quarter, Markel Fultz comes off the bench. First guy off the bench. Right, right. He right. was the sixth man. That was, right. I, I, I was watching the updates. I was driving home because I was on the air until 7 o'clock just as the game tipped. So yeah. I was on my way home, and I saw the little alert from our buddy Josh Robbins. Uh, of the athletic, I have his tweets on notifications because he is like the guy to follow for the magic. Um, unsolicited plug there for him, but um, and I saw Markel Fultz checking. And I'm like, 
Terrence Ross too, right? It's like, no, he was the sixth man. Yeah, Markel Fultz got in, yep. got in early. Yep. And I think that meant something from Steve Clifford. I oh, think he well, wanted to sure, get him in early sure. and try to get him some run and get him some confidence. And, and, and Markel was in the game late as well. Okay, so I yes. think that tells you something. But and I know we're going to talk about Markel Fultz coming up because I I'm oh, having gonna, a really hard time tamping down my enthusiasm now that we're I in the regular need, season. I, I I'm going to try to hold you down though. Yeah, just thank to, you, thank you. I need it. I need in the it. past, you and I have done this yeah. where it's like you and I are both as high as kites on this, <laughs> and then it's a very slow burn down. Right, right, right. You you need to do what you can to hold me down from uh, from exclaiming that the Orlando Magic need to give Jeff Weltman his contract extension right now with that said wow Markel Fultz comes off the bench he's the first guy off the bench last year who was the first guy off the bench typically I don't maybe a Terrence Ross it was Terrence a, Ross he was the sixth a, man yeah maybe a Jaron Grant right so so the thing that jumps off the page for me first is not only depth but quality depth this this roster right now and I'm knocking on wood this roster is filled with death because last year you're coming off the bench with Jaron Grant and, and a rookie and Mo Bamba and Wes Awandu who did not play last night. And, and that's no knock on that. But now you're coming off the bench with Markel. Now you're coming off the bench with Al Farouk Amino who showed, showed especially defensively what he could do last night. You're coming off the bench with Michael Carter-Williams with a second-year Mo Bamba. Um, and by the way, Michael Carter-Williams gives you a really, really good three-headed monster at the point guard spot. Terrence Ross, who hit 200 threes last year. Yes, I know he came off the bench last year. But this team, depth-wise, that's the first thing that hit me about this team. No, 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 I agree. Like, like the, And not only depth, mm-hmm. okay? Quality depth. Yeah, I agree. You and I talked about this yesterday on ESPN 580, and I think on the last pod where it's just you start looking at the names on guys that aren't going to be starting from Aminu to Bamba to Fultz to, to Michael Carter-Williams, mm-hmm. Terrence Ross, Wes Uwandu, Kem Birch. Uh, uh, Melvin Frazier Jr. I mean, those are the other eight guys that dressed last night. Yeah. And you don't come again. You don't come to Isaiah Briscoe, who was playing in Estonia the year before. You don't come to Jerry and Grant, who is is you know, as we had a caller on ESPN five eighty say, didn't make it in China <laughs> after uh, not coming back with the Magic this year. You don't have a Jarrell Martin type guy. Uh, the depth and the versatility yeah, of that depth, right, too, where right. you can have DJ Augustine and Markel Fultz on the floor at the same time a little bit, I think. And you can have, you know, Aminu and Isaac on the floor at the same time. There, are, There's a lot of mixing and matching yeah. that Steve Clifford can do, and I think he's going to enjoy playing around with that a little bit. I will say on the other side, uh, someone's going to end up a little unhappy this year because there are too many guys to get minutes. And I don't know if that's going to be Wes Iwandu, who... You know, the Magic brought back, or my guy, Kem Birch, who I am a very big fan of, who came back as well. It's going to be tough to find minutes for all these sure. guys. It's a good problem to have, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a really good problem First to have. First world problem. It, it, um, we haven't had that problem in a long, long time here in Orlando. No, because so we've, we'll had, we've had more times of looking at it's like, damn, this guy's getting minutes. <laughs> we need players. We got them this year. There is quality depth on this basketball team. And we knew that going in. Like, we've talked we about it before. But it was visceral last night. Like, 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 we saw it for the first time up close and personal in a regular season game. So that's that's the one thing that really jumped out at me early is the quality of depth on this basketball team. I think the other thing that jumps out, and again, we talked about it all off season long. Last year, we talked about the defense and how good the defense is. Okay, so here is where I'm going to put the universal rider in of this conversation, okay? Because you can tweet me at ESPN5, you can tweet Scotty NNS, says, please don't tweet us this. 
It was against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes, that yeah, Cavs yeah. team is going to be bad. Yeah, I mean, we knew that going They're in, going right? to be I mean, bad. They're still yes. NBA players. I mean, they still have Kevin Love and and uh, a couple other guys. <laughs> How many guys on that team can you name? Colin other Sexton than Sexton? No, no. Other than their last Tristan two draft picks. Okay. And, and, uh, and Jetty Osmond. And Jetty Osmond. I mean, there is some NBA quality Larry players. Nance Jr., Right. How about how about Nance bricking a dunk, trying to posterize Nick Vucevic yeah, look, on they, Wednesday night? They, they, Nance bricks that dunk, yeah. looks for the foul, yeah. doesn't get a foul, and then just kind of shrugs. <laughs> We're going to win 30 games this year. I'm going for mine. A media person came up to me on Media Row last night and said, how many games did the Cavaliers win? Um, and, and this person's response was they don't get over 10. I don't agree with that. I think they're probably in the 20 Can I start range. guessing who that was? No, no, you can't. Um, but but look, the bottom line is it's still an NBA team, and I saw what I wanted to see out of the Orlando Magic last night. I don't care what the Cleveland Cavaliers have on the basketball court. And the other thing that jumps out at you is, again, defensively. Stan Van Gundy said it on the show yesterday mm-hmm. on ESPN 580. He said this should be an elite defensive team this year. And they showed and, a lot of signs of that on Wednesday night. Some, some, right? It was your typical NBA opener. Like, they were up, they were down. They were up, they were down. But there were signs in the second quarter when they blew it open with a 15 to nothing run. In that second quarter, I mean, they put the clamps down. Cleveland couldn't even move, let no. alone score. Cleveland scored 17 points. That was really the quarter that decided the game. The Magic outscored the Cavs 27-17. to 17. Now the third quarter kind of went yeah. Cleveland's way. The right. Mag- they came out kind of, I think they were up, what, 14-15 at the half or so. It was like 56-41. Yeah. to, to 41. Uh, and, and the Magic came out kind of sleepwalking. The Cavs started that quarter really well, but the Magic ended it well and kind of put the game right. out of hand from there. But you mentioned defensively, Cleveland shoots 37% from the floor, 16 turnovers. Uh, we did see what this team is going to be able to do at times this year, and this put the clamps down. Mm. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, he's unbelievable. He is. He's unbel- And we were talking off the air, and we can have that conversation on the air sure. as well. I mean th- – has his body type changed a little bit? To me, yes. Like at media he's day, he's still growing it, and developing. Right, yes. right, no doubt, he's still growing. I guarantee yes. you, because at media day, I'm looking at him, going, "Okay, he's still, he's still Ji." You know, I mean, it's really tough to tell in the upper body whether he's put on weight, even though I know he has. Were but they not looking, feeding him at Florida State? I don't, I don't know what was That's going on. That's a Division One program, Leonard Hamilton. <laughs> Were they? Was it like peanut butter and right, jelly? Right, and that was it because it feels like the magic. We joked about the banana milkshakes. Yeah. He found the bananas. <laughs> There's always he money did. in the banana stand, and he, he found and, them. And the thing I was mentioning to you off the air is that he just he looks thicker. Like, his lower body yes. looks thicker yes. for whatever reason. Uh, and I don't know how that happens. His, his legs are bigger. His waist is bigger. So that's a very good sign. Obviously, I mean, he even told us a few weeks ago, he's been trying to eat six meals a day. Like 5,000 calories? 5,000 calories He's on the Michael Phelps diet now? Unbelievable. It is. Uh, By the way, uh, last night, Jonathan Isaac, Wednesday night, we're taping this on Thursday, three points, uh, eight rebounds, two blocks, and a steal, and two assists. Was not a great offensive Uh, night for him. But he's an octopus defensive. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's just, he he has such an effect on the game. But I want to go back to the defense because... When's the last time that you can think of when guys like Aaron Gordon and Terrence Ross and Jonathan Isaac can go like 7 of 24 from the field and this team still wins going away rather handily? Yeah, you got 22 combined points between Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, and Terrence Ross. Ross did not have a very good game from a scoring standpoint. 10 points, he was 4 of 13 from the field. 
Um, I can't think of one. No, because you're 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 right about that. And I listen. I'm not a huge fan of the plus minus statistic because I think it's very misleading. But you know, a guy like Alfaru Kaminu comes in, he scores five points, gives you seven rebounds. He's he's got the second highest plus minus on the team. It's plus fourteen because it's all defensive. Yeah, he's just locking guys down while yeah. he's in there. And and he's sneaky good offensively as well. I mean, it, it, he shot an air ball from three last night, but. He does, like I was watching him on the defensive end, he does the little things. He he's was one yelling. of the guys I didn't watch enough last night, I got to be honest. Yeah, uh, he's, he's yelling at his teammates, he's talking on defense, he's always where he needs to be. He's 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 performing the help defense as well. He he does the little things on defense. Offensively, he's, look, he's not going to knock your socks off. He'll keep you honest with a three-point shot. But I I liked what I saw out of Al Farouk Amino last night too. I, I like I like the whole team. Now again, seven of twenty four for Gordon Isaac mm-hmm. and uh, and Terrence Ross last year. If that happens, forget about it. it's an L. But because this team is deeper and because this team is going to play that that clamp down defense at times, like it did in the second and the fourth quarters last night, you're going to give your chance yourself uh, a chance to win every game. All right, so we're going to gush about Markel Fultz coming yeah. up here in just a second. But I, I said this to you before we started. I don't want to hide from this opinion, so I'm just going to say it. Steve Clifford needs to go into the meeting room today, look at Aaron Gordon, and say three dribbles. <laughs> That's it. It's two words to Aaron Gordon and three bounces of the basketball. Uh, three dribbles. Yeah. When I was a kid in high school, we would do this drill where you, where we would play one-on-one, basically, and you would get three dribbles, and it was yeah. to work on limiting your offensive game. There are times where I just hate watching Aaron Gordon play basketball, and there was a lot of that last night where he's up high on the wing, and you can see him looking for kind of – how can I get a lane to the bucket to dunk it? And I, it's all individual offensive stuff. And honestly, it's just not, it's not what his game should be. And if I was Steve Clifford, I would say to him, hey, we got too many good guys on this team. I know you got paid. I know you got your money. I know you want to help us win. Yeah. Three bleeping Three dribbles. dribbles. And then pass Man, you're tough, or shoot. Nick. You're tough. You are the Bobby Knight of broadcasting. Maybe four if it takes like another another instance for someone to come open. But he dribbles the ball too much. And he's too loose with the dribble, too. Like, Markel Fultz has played 33 games. He's a better ball handler than Aaron Gordon is. It's the one part of Aaron's game that just has not seemed to develop. Man, going off on AG today. And and it's after a win. It is. Like, I I just, here's the thing. I I just, I I need more out of him. If this team is going to be the four seed everyone wants it to be, Aaron Gordon is the motor for that. That's fair. And I I said on ESPN Afternoons with Scott Inez yesterday, if, if you were to tell me at the end of the season that Aaron Gordon is the MVP of the Orlando Magic, we have just won 50 games, and, and we're a, a three or four seed in the Eastern Conference. Well, you're not going to win 50 games with him kind of trying right, to go game around. One. Take, game trying one. To, I understand, but it's, it's, game one. it's a made, lot of bad he, signs. He made strides last year he by did. leaps and bounds, playing within the team concept, purpose of play. It's only one game. I'm a believer in Steve Clifford and what he's done with Aaron at this point. Just one game, Nikki Football. Three dribbles, Aaron. <laughs> three. Maybe like four. It. Maybe four. Uh, can but we three can we get let's on get to Mark L. Fultz? Yeah, My let's goodness get to Fultz gracious. because actually the 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 broadcast of the uh, the the re the rebroadcast is actually on the television mm-hmm. right now here as we're we're recording this, uh, and it's late in the fourth quarter. And Mark L. Fultz just went around a Nick Vucevic screen, yeah. cut to the rim, did a little wraparound layup. I think it was with the left hand. Uh, Mark L. Fultz did everything that um, you could have wanted 
in a debut, and I actually put this up on my Facebook page. If you want to go like it, please do, because the suits at ESPN actually really care about those numbers. Yeah. Uh, it's facebook.com slash ESPN580Nick uh, for the Nikki football page. But um, Markel Fultz last night, 12 points, 6 assists, 2 steals. He had three turnovers to go with that as well. Uh, and I put this up there on my Facebook page. Fill in the blank. Markel Fultz's debut, regular season debut with the Magic is blank. You want me to fill that in? I do, yeah. Like awesome. That's... <laughs> I mean, what? Awesome. It was. I don't care about the three turnovers. It was. It, it was awesome, Nick. It was all, on the offensive end. Now, look, this kid is going to get better and better. But... How about remarkable? <laughs> I like that one, too. <laughs> I like that one better, actually. But look, this kid has – you see it up close – and and uh, I I was courtside by the way. Did I mention that last night? Uh, six times. Okay. Um. I, he's got such a great handle, and we didn't know that about him. No. He in. nonchalantly put it behind his back last night, going across half court to go to the left wing and and start the offense. And it was like, oh, right. this guy this guy's a competent well, point guard. And, and that's the point. It's like we didn't know an awful lot about this kid. We knew he no. was the number one pick in the 2017 NBA draft. But that was even, basically it. Even in Washington. Like, did, did you watch Washington's games 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night? I mean, I didn't. I mean, I didn't know. It a was whole... before I was engaged, so oh, yeah. Okay, okay, you did. Okay, but but I didn't know a whole lot about this kid because he had only played in thirty three games, and what we saw of this kid were the social media memes of him shooting free throws. Football I mean, that... players making fun of his free throw e- form. Exactly. So I didn't know coming into this season he had such a great handle. I didn't know that he had such great court awareness. This kid, Nick, he sees everything. And the thing about his game is that he, at least last night, and he showed in the preseason as well, he can get into the lane at will whenever he wants to, which is huge in today's game uh, because the, the, the game today is inside out. He can finish at the rim as he showed very early in that game last night against Cleveland. He can make that tight interior pass. He can kick it out for a three. Um that is a dynamic that this team has not had. It's it's not had. So, look, and, and defensively, this kid is really good. He's thick. He's he's quick. He can guard two or three positions. So, I've held back my emotions. Um, I've held back the enthusiasm uh, in the preseason because it was the preseason. I had to adhere to my philosophy of not believing. You want to run in on this so bad, like oh, you I'm want to now, embrace man. him, like I'm with running. open you're arms. Kill- you're not killing my buzz today, baby. I'm, I'm just, I'm just no, saying. Like, no, as you don't said, even try. One game. Yeah. One game for uh, Markel. And there was there was so much to like. Yeah. There was so much to like because I think what he showed was even without a jump shot, and the jump shot is. Ugly. He okay. missed a couple yeah. of those threes. But I, I will say here, this. I like that he took them. Yes. I like that he took the threes. He's not like, shying away from it. You're no. exactly he right. He took more threes in that first game, his first game back in, in 11 months, yeah. than Ben Simmons has taken in his three-year NBA career. Dude. I like the willingness just to try to take the shot. And by the way, he went 0 for 3 from 3. The mid-range jumper you mentioned, you like you like the I way like it looks. I like that. It, it went up soft, but this was a different dude. Like, Remember when I went to the game? Last year, Philadelphia and Orlando, it was in November. Oh, that's and, right. And that was when the, he was still with the Sixers. Right. I went for the sole purpose of watching this kid because so much had been said and written about this kid and the yips and it, it, will he ever be the same guy. So I, I wanted to see him up close and personal. This I'm, I'm telling you, the kid that we saw last night in Orlando was not the kid that I saw about 11 and a half months ago at the same arena. What would you think of the dunk? 
awesome. Was that to, were you sitting on yeah. uh, behind that bucket? I, 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 at that bucket. Yeah, he was coming right toward. He you. was coming right at you yeah. when you were sitting courtside. Yeah, <laughs> seven. <laughs> yes, yes, coming right toward me. Matter of fact, we have. A it's great, a good thing I wasn't there. I would have peed my pants. We, we we have a great video up on our Facebook page, ESPN Orlando. Is that right? Kyle Cassandra was down there with me, and he actually took video of Markel Fultz coming right for us. So it's it's he's really coming cool. right for us. He's coming right. To look out! <laughs> I what I really loved was the fact that they got that ball to Markel, and you could see mentally he was like. I'm going to the 10. That kid last year does not make that play. No, and that's that's the point that's I'm the making point. is that I do believe that there was a physical issue and there was a mental one to go along with it. Whether it was him doubting himself, whether it was just whether it was confidence, the way he played last night from the minute he got into the game, it wasn't oh I got to see it go in. This kid is in a better mental state. Oh and we talked to him during media day earlier this year and that was that was his his real message to us it was hey like i'm just in a better place now like i don't know i don't know if it was being in philadelphia and the amount of media pressure and the pressure because of the trade to philly and you know orlando kind of traded for him and then put him in a little box somewhere and said you know you're not going to see the light of day for a basketball game until next year and he was able to just to work it out but as you mentioned like last year markel fultz doesn't do that i don't know how many times yeah. in his career he does that where from the three-quarter court they got him the ball and he said I'm going to yam this down yep. your throat. Yep. And then he finished it. It's a great sign. It really is. It's a great sign. That kid last year does not make that move to the hole. But this kid, I mean, that kid last year was pained. He was literally pained to be playing basketball. This year he's playing freely. He's playing with a, uh, just just a lot of confidence. And I, look, I love it. And, and can we give some props to Jeff Weltman. And I know. I get it. It's just one game. It is just one game. It. Once again, that's right. That's what I was okay, doing here. It's, just one, it's game. one It's one game against a a Cleveland Cavaliers team with Darius Garland I, I don't, and I don't Colin care. Sexton. They're it, turnstiles. It, it, could, it could have been the Washington Generals. They it were not matter. fighting very hard over those high Nick Vucevic it, screens. It does not matter. Okay. Now, everybody's got the videotape, and I guarantee you that Markel Fultz won't be able to get into the lane as he did on opening night against Cleveland. That said, I get all that, but can we give some props to Jeff Weltman, the president of basketball operations, who, in effect, Nick, in effect traded three second-round picks? Uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Simmons. Simmons, second-round pick, yeah. and, and two other second-round Three second-round picks. Well, it was Jonathan Simmons a first and a second, right? right. But the first turned into a second. Uh, it hasn't yet. It's this. I believe it's this year's Check first. That. Check okay. that. But I, I believe. I, I believe it's in effect three second round picks for the number one overall pick in 2017. Was it a bit of a gamble? Yeah, but high reward, very low risk. Even if he doesn't work out, and I'm not saying that 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 this kid is going to play as he did last night throughout the season. But my goodness gracious. I mean, you got to give it up to Jeff Weltman, who not only made that deal, but also didn't put any pressure on this kid. Like, you got the feeling that his head was in a vice in Philadelphia with the media up there, um, with with everybody on his back. He comes to Orlando, and all of a sudden, it's as if he's breathing for the first time in two years. And you have to give credit to Jeff Weltman and John Hammond for putting him in that spot 
to succeed. So I am going to give the Inez Says Executive of the Year Award right now for the next five years to Jeff Weltman. So, by the way, that trade, Jonathan Simmons, a 2019 second-round pick, and the first-round pick is this upcoming 2020 first-round pick that belongs to Oklahoma City. Now, the way that's protected, it's a top-20 protected pick. Oklahoma City is going to finish inside of the top 20, so that will convey to Conveys two second-round picks. Second round pick. So, so round in picks. effect, Jonathan Simmons, who was, I believe, a second-round pick? No, he was undrafted. He's oh, a he's G undrafted. Leaguer. Yeah, I so mean, he, two, he tried out so, with the Austin okay, Spurs. Okay, there you go. That's right. Yeah. So, so, so two second-round picks in an undrafted dude. I mean, it, it, it you don't make deals like this. And, I mean, I, I'm looking at Markel Fultz going, okay, last year, and I was even guilty of this. We were talking about, NBA top uh, uh, top overall draft pick duds, right? And we were mentioning the names of Michael Olawakandi and Kwame Brown and and Joe Smith and on and on and on. And Markel Fultz was in that subset. And all of a sudden, to see this kid just playing freely and having fun, I'm I'm so happy for the kid. I'm happy for the Orlando Magic. And this is the type of deal, Nick. And again, I I don't want to put any extra pressure on the kid, okay? But it's the type of deal that can set a franchise on the right course again. After seven years of not making the playoffs, last year, of course, Fultz did not play after being traded at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. It's the type of deal that the Orlando Magic desperately needed, and it could work out very, very well in the future. Yeah, I think I think you make a really good point. Markel Fultz is kind of that first overall pick that you never got during the Rob Hennigan run. Uh, I I forget. Someone I was working with made this point. I stole it from someone. That is not my original thought. But, uh, you know, you you tanked all those years and you end up with Victor Oladipo and all these uh, Aaron Gordon. You never got the number one pick. And Markel Fultz now could be that number one pick that you never got uh, if indeed it works out. But we've got a lot. We got 81 more plus the playoffs. Long way to go. But but the point is, Jeff Waltman and John Hammond are in the process of digging out of that hole created by Rob Hennigan in those seven years. Oh, you got anything else? I'm good, man. I'm All right. Fired so next up. next time they they play Saturday at Atlanta. Yeah. Um, the schedule's weird because you play one at home, then you go two road, then you're back home. It's kind of a weird schedule. But uh, we will be back uh, next week. I, I think we'll have something Monday for you next week uh, to drop. We're gonna try to get a regular schedule. But I mean that I'm lying to you when I say that. <laughs> uh, but uh, recapping throughout the week. Uh, if you are listening for the first time, he is Scott Inez. You can hear him weekdays on ESPN 580 Orlando, 580 AM FM 96.5 HD. Too. Yes, AM radio still a thing. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Inez Says and listen to him 4 to 6. I'm Nick Grunowitz. You can hear me with Scotty. And uh, in the evenings, doing my own thing, 6 to 8 p.m. Follow me on Twitter at ESPN580. Nick, you can hop in the DMs. You can tweet us. We'll talk some basketball with you. Also, go to those Facebook pages, too, because if they fire me, we won't be back with another episode. So we will talk to you soon, that being Monday next week. And until then, go Magic. Gonna get you.